All right, and hello everyone. Welcome to the Senpai Kohu <laughs> Senpai Kohai podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, however you say those words. Uh, was originally the Country Fried Otaku podcast. I cannot speak tonight. Man, it's rough out here for a pimp. But I am Trey. I'm joined by Stephen, as always. Stephen, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. How are you? Man, I am. I am not too shabby. I am. I'm joined by my kitten, brand new kitten. She's just enjoying life too. Uh, she's probably the uh, light of the world at the moment. But she's a. I don't know what she's doing, honestly. But I'm good. <laughs> well, um, you, you, you did have a partner in crime while you're trying to cook dinner with that cat. You posted a picture of it. It's adorable. She she wouldn't get off my shoulder. She wouldn't get her claws out of me. And so I just let her perch up there like a parrot. And so I tried to make sure nothing from her fell off. And really, I was more concerned about her falling into the saucepan. And I ended up just cooking her. And that was just the concern. I'm, I'm sure that's not how that's supposed to go for dinner. No, no, not not in this country. And so I just tried to make sure that that didn't happen. And sure enough, she's fine. She's good. Um, eventually, though, she ended up crawling down my back. And so I had to kind of bend myself at like a 90 degree angle to where she wouldn't fall off. But we're safe. All's good. I probably have pricks down my uh, down my back. From you knew you were such a big softy, Trey. I, you know, I'm known as lover of many but father of all and oh, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> that, that hurt to get through oh lord it's it's not a known title to many but just the more that know the better but well, I, i'm glad that I, I know a few more of your titles yes sir uh, so uh, from my playstation handle that's uh those are some of my other titles <laughs> Like uh, everybody in the Discord refers to you as Trey Sama, so that's that's a good one too. It's my it's my common street name, Trey Sama. <laughs> All right, so Trey Sama, what have you been playing lately? Have you been playing anything lately? I have actually. I started Scarlet Nexus, the newest game from Bandai Namco, produced and developed by them. Um, I was super nice. excited for this. This one has been on my radar for. I want to say a year or two now, ever since they announced it at an E3, I think, uh, a year or two ago, whenever they did it. Um, just super anime game. That That's really just a good way I to describe it. Just to, so, believe it or not, I don't know what the fuck we talk about here, but I like anime. And <laughs> I like anime games. And this one's just right up the alley. It plays a lot like Dark, not Dark Souls, uh, Devil May Cry. Oh, wow. It, it, it just feels nice. Um, I'm a. I just finished the first chapter last night, and you play through two different stories. The uh, and this is from the from the actual page itself. It says you play as the good boy or the cool girl, and so I'm a, <laughs> I'm playing the good boy first, and then I'll get to the cool girl next uh, on my second playthrough. Uh, and they they're two different sides of a story you play through and see how the whole story turns out. I'm excited. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm digging. I'm digging the way this sounds. Maybe you should stream it or something so I can see what the game plays like. I should. I should. I'd be really excited to do that. I, I think I've been its biggest advocator because everyone else is preoccupied with the bigger games that come out that you know do deserve more light. Yeah, I, I think Daryl said this is generic anime game 632, and he's not wrong. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean yeah, uh, but that's okay. See, we love those things. That's why the, that's why there's four One Piece Pirate Warriors. That's why there's multiple Dynasty Warriors. I know that's all the Warrior series, but uh, I can think of some other ones. As a matter of fact, an aside for anybody who likes anime games, on the Steam Summer Sale, Sinran Kagura Peach Beach Splash is on sale for eleven ninety nine. That's right, everybody. You, too, can enjoy the sensuous summer experience of Sinran Kagura Peach Beach Splash. Hang on. I, I can't remember the exact wording, but I think if you join the, the Busham Warriors, I think it's, it's such a good description. God, that's such a fun game. Um, apart from that, you know, the more people that buy those games, the, the more likely we are to get the next Sinran Kagura. If they just do it. They just do Absolutely. It. Um, so I'm also playing Seventh Dragon Three Code VFD on my DS, and that one's pretty cool. I just cleared my first dungeon on that, and it's it's really easy pick up, put down kind of dungeon fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really it. Just some simple simple games for me. What are you playing, Stephen? Well, you probably already know this because you've had to watch me and the guys do this for like the last like week and a half, two weeks. We've been playing Guilty Gear Strive. An yeah. enormous amount of Guilty Gear Strive. And I love the game so far. It's freaking beautiful. It's a lot of fun to play. It's got a simplified system compared to some of the earlier entries. So it's definitely beginner-friendly. But there's a lot of nuance to it that makes it still... Like, if you're playing somebody who's a pro, then you're going to get your ass whooped. So I think it's a really fun game. Uh, the net code on it is a lot better than any of the other ones. So when you play online, it's a lot smoother it's not like a with like a revelator like you and i tried to play online that one time we just couldn't connect no, even though it was horrible yeah everything was fine but this is this netcode they have really makes it so you can connect with most people i haven't had any issues whatsoever i mean there's a little bit of slowdown when i host just because my internet is kind of crappy sometimes it, mostly late at night but it's been a it's been a lot of fun and it's been fun to get the guys in in the voice chat and talking shit while we we fight each other and and you, you know, when you came to visit, you even got to give it a go. Sorry, I put you on the ground so fast with Giovanna. It's okay. That's a. It, it was new for me, but I know my fighting games, and I, I know where I'm going to lay you down at. So don't. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's we okay. got, got the big tournament coming up. Um, the other thing, the other things I've picked up uh, recently, I picked up a Mario Golf Super Rush. It's so I picked up like a day ago. So I've only played a little bit. Hold on, I have it right here. Mm-hmm. I, I got it right. It is Mario Golf Super Rush. And uh, I I really love the Mario sports games, and I like golf. This is a, a lesser-known thing about me, um, which uh, gives me another chance to do a shout-out for uh, Golf Story on the Switch. That game is fucking amazing. 2D golf, goofy RPG-style story. Uh, I can't recommend that game enough. Um, but I've had a little bit of fun with that. It's definitely something I just started, so... Early impressions are good, and we'll see how that continues to go as I try more modes and, and things of that nature. Uh, past that, I'm still working on Persona 5 Royal, and uh, I'm not really going to go into the details because I'll probably still be working on it next time we record an episode. But it's there. It's it's uh, it's in the uh, the rotation. It's mostly been fighting games primarily because I just haven't had a lot of time to game in general lately. Yeah. So. Um, but that's that's fun. I've actually done a lot more manga reading and anime watching lately. So, because uh, I got to wrap up a, a couple series from this season, and so I'm just going to transition right into to the anime. Before you do, before you do, oh, we, are, we have a segment to do. 
Oh, we have a segment where Uh-oh. you match the anime OPs. Oh, we're doing this again. All right. <laughs> oh boy, we'll probably do this one more time after this, and then I'll find something else for you. But I'm gonna start sucking at it. That's what's gonna happen. I think this one's gonna be easier. I, th- I think. Uh-oh. So it, we're gonna start off pretty light, pretty light. And so for for those uninitiated, what this is is I'm gonna give Stephen here the name and the band of an anime opening, and he's gonna guess what show it's gonna go to. And it's going to, these are going to be easy ones, easy ones. So mm. the first one is going to be Tank by the oh, Seatbelts. Oh, God. That's Cowboy Bebop, man. There we go. We're starting off easy. That is super easy. easy. Like, you're going to hit low ball it at me, and then you're going to go just across the plate fast. Absolutely. That's, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is the Pokemon theme by Jason Page. What from Pokemon? Oh man, God! Uh, is that the is that the is that the Poke Rap or is that the uh, Gotta Catch Them All? Ooh, ooh! I I didn't clarify that. I feel like the Poke Rap is different because I think the Digi Rap is also a separate song. <laughs> so. I'm certain it is as well. <laughs> um, but I, I'm glad I guessed the show uh, when the show's in the name. So well, you're wrong. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Was I supposed to guess which specific Pokemon? No, no, no I'm, I'm messing with you. You're good. You're good. <laughs> so the next one, The Hero by Jam Project. Oh, God. The Hero so, by Jam Project. I'll give some hints. Um, this one centers around one man with a, uh, with a Kohai who really looks up to him. Wants to learn everything he can from him, but this man is so lackadaisical in most of his activities that he doesn't really grasp why he's looked up to so fondly. <laughs> Sounds like my life story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually at a loss on this one. This is One Punch Man, the oh, hero. Really? That was Jam Project? Mm-hmm. Damn. That one, I, I remember downloading that one because that one went hard. Um, so next one is, I don't know if you've actually seen this show because I don't think we've talked about it. Um, Unravel by TK. Um, this is a show about a guy who sort of gets infected by a disease and has to start eating humans to sustain himself in the world. But, oh, is this Tokyo Ghoul? Damn. You got it. Yeah, Tokyo oh, Ghoul. Yeah. I am just not as big of a fan of Tokyo Ghoul as some people are. Same. Like, I mean, it should be. It should be something I'm interested in. Like, it's dark. It's got a little bit of horror and violence in it, mm-hmm. and all kind. There's apparently like some ghoul battles and things like that. But I remember watching several episodes and just being like, I don't care. Also, I hated the main character, so that didn't help. Yeah, I liked the first season, and the second season completely lost me. I I didn't understand. The, the character developments going on there or what was going on story-wise. Um, the final one, Battle Cry by Nujabes. Or Nujabes? I think it's Nujabes. I don't know. So <laughs> this one is about a girl who recruits two bodyguards to travel with her across the land of Edo, Japan. Or is that Samurai Champloo? It is. It yeah. Is. That's a great show. Wow, I haven't heard the opening for that in a long time. Yeah. Which is really sad because I think I actually own the soundtrack. So. Oh, do you have the vinyl? 
I don't have the vinyl, unfortunately. This is a CD. I got it a while back. Um, I really should chase down a vinyl of it. I'm pretty sure it's out there. There's a lot more anime vinyl out there, uh, you know, because I, I got Evangelion, I got Cowboy Bebop, and the Monogatari series, and FLCL. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, that's it. That wraps up our anime op- opening. opening. I, got, I, I think I got like a 75, maybe a, like a 60 yeah, you know, percent on that. Like if, it, if it was American grading system, I failed. <laughs> you know what? D's get degrees, and you know what? I'll, I'll let you go through. <laughs> That's a great D's get degrees. I've never heard that before, and it is fantastic. Sometimes that's how you got to get through. You gotta you gotta look at the bright side or the low side. You gotta find what's gonna you gotta find what's gonna get it. Um, I'll go ahead and segue into the animes. Um, so for me, I've I've start or I dropped inspector i don't remember if we covered that last time we did cover that okay but yeah i'm officially done with it i uh i'm not getting anything out of it that i'm enjoying um i started sunday without god for uh well i've started two animes but sunday without god is one that i've started it's uh it's a blast it's (laughs) it's a neat premise it's not a blast really it's just a intriguing (laughs) anime where God has abandoned earth because heaven is full. And so he has left these people in charge of bringing people to death so that they can be sorted as far as I've understood. And these people are called grave diggers. And this little girl has taken on being a grave digger and she has to bring these people to the afterlife and dig graves. And this has included her, her parents that one of which she just recently met and it was so rough. Um, it was uh, sad. And then she found out her whole village was just dead. And then she had to bury everyone there. And I was like, golly, this is intense. That's some dark stuff, man. Yeah. I liked it. And I was like, I, I haven't felt this, this like emotional about something in a while with an anime. So it's I was bleak. glad to see that. Bleak was the word I was looking for. Bleak. That's a good way to put it. Um, the next one I just started today, actually, because I was looking for something a bit more on the up, and it's uh, it's it, and I think it's really the kitten that got me there. But it's called "If It's for My Daughter, I'd Even Defeat a Demon Lord." Oh boy! Oh no! What what does that mean? Uh, nothing. Nothing. You should watch it. Uh, oh no! <laughs> don't, read, don't read don't read the manga or the light novel though. Oh, is it bad? Um. I will see if you get this reference. It becomes a little. It, it has a little bit of a bunny drop a thing bunny, going on. A bunny drop? Yeah. No, I don't yeah. know what that means. Good. Just, just keep going. It's fun. It's lighthearted. Like the anime season should be. The majority of it, everything's okay. So. The ma- stick with that. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see if I haven't if I haven't dropped it. By next time yeah we'll, we'll see I, wa- I want to see your reactions as you go through that okay. sorry i couldn't keep the oh boy from popping out of my mouth so oh no oh that that's all i'm watching as of now i'm still going through billy and mandy in my uh in my spare <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what else to watch times um oh one thing though i was while i was watching sunday without god the opening came on and nolan my son he uh he took a couple steps to it 
And I thought that was pretty exciting because he hasn't started walking yet. But the opening came on, the guitar started going, and he, he turned his head and like took a couple steps. And uh, it was an exciting moment. Like, <laughs> that's oh, awesome. If that's what it's going to take to get you to walk, we're going we're gonna to get there. We're gonna, we'll do Your baby's going to walk to anime soundtracks. He, he started dancing to Mongolian Chop Squad. So he, that's right. You sent me the video. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He's already mostly weeb. <laughs> he, he's not. You trained him to literal birth at this yeah. point. So. <laughs> but what are you? What are you watching, Stephen? Okay, uh, as always, I'm watching a lot. But I wrapped up a few things. Uh, just today, as a matter of fact, I wrapped up. Uh, Please don't toy with me, Nagatoro-san. Oh, it's done. Yeah, it, the twelfth episode just got released, and it wrapped up right like the first major plot point of the storyline like most of it's like kind of vignette like little short chapters of like this is a scenario that happened and i told you last time it's a rough start to the series but it actually becomes really cute Mm -hmm. um and they wrap it up by introducing the original president of the art club and there's like a challenge there's actual an actual plot and it's it's cute and they wrapped up the show at just the right time but man and and i rate it pretty high because i still love the series i definitely think there's a little more uh i still like the the manga better the art is just a little bit better but i did notice i finally figured out what is so appealing about some of the scenes in the anime and that is the the eyes and the face just the the detail in the eyes and like what kind of how they sell the characters Mm -hmm. is, is very obvious and then uh the opening song is fantastic, along with the animation that goes with it. It's uh, it's like it's the animated characters, but they have all these like other colorful drawings that go over it. That like if they drew like uh, evil teeth or devil horns, like somebody was scribbling over a picture of you uh, throughout the whole thing. It's really nifty. I like. I definitely have to post a link to it because it's it's a it's a cool song, and I like the art for it. Uh, it's kind of one of those ones that it, uh, along with Jujutsu Kai, Kaisen. Mm-hmm. I mess up that name all the time, and I shouldn't. I think you got it. Yeah, the closing, the closing song on that one is, you know, a real banger too. So I kind of put them in that same kind of fun, like, uh, colorful art, uh, good song, yeah, pool. But yeah, that one's a really good one. I recommend it. It's 12, 12 episodes, a lot of fun outside of some tense first fifteen minutes, and then uh, overall a good experience. And then uh, what else did I finish recently? Well, I'm still watching. Uh, Welcome to Demon School Iruma season two. The first core is kind of wrapping up, and they're moving. They're, the episodes are still coming out as the summer season kicks in. So uh, it's great episodes. I think I've posted a few screenshots uh, of funny things in the in the Discord that I like to share with everybody. And then we get to the thing that I was really, really not wanting to talk about, but I'm going to talk about. So every once every once in a while, I watch like a romance show, and uh, so I've I've seen some good ones. I've seen some middle of the road ones and I've seen some stinkers and like, you know, so good one in my book is like uh Sue Dure uh, children. That's such a, a great romance show. Good comedy, good romance. Yeah. Um, middle of the ground recently was horror Mia, which I was just like, it wants to be Sue Dure children, but rushes everything. So right. yeah. Um, I found the trash of the season and that is Koi Kimo. And this is a romance story. Kind of. Um, I guess I'm going to spoil the shit out of this, so if anybody actually wants to watch the show, don't listen. Uh, and it's going to be a basic spoiler, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, main guy, 27-year-old womanizer, like, really attractive kind of guy. He's, a, he's in a subway station about to fall down the stairs. He's about to eat it hardcore, probably going to die. And this high school girl saves him. And so 
In return for saving his life, he offers himself up physically to the girl, and she calls him creepy. And he, for some reason, instantly falls in love with her because she turned him down and begins to basically stalk her, like gets her phone number and calls her, sends her gifts all the time, and she continues to call him creepy and things like that. And he seems to get off on it to a certain degree, like a very masochistic response. And some of it's played up for laughs. And like in the first episode or two, like, okay, that's that's kind of funny. You know, it's awkward. But that goes on for the whole series. And he even gets around to intimidating like a high school boy who seems to have an interest in the girl too. Um, Because his little sister goes to high school with, uh, with the girl he's in love with. So we already have the age gap thing. We have the stalker vibes. Yeah. Not, not, not like funny stalker vibes, like full-on stalker vibes. And by the end of the fucking show, after all the antics and all the crazy, she ends up falling in love with him. And the only thing I walked away from that show was, is this Stockholm Syndrome, the anime? Like, it's 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 really hard for me to buy this, this character who spent an entire show being stalked and harassed and literally telling this guy off, all of a sudden goes, actually, I love him. No, that's not how that works at all. It's, and and then she asks him to like wait for her because she's a fucking seventeen year old high school and he's twenty seven. Like, and I don't know. It just it really went down poorly for me. Like, I just it's not well written, and the comedy is built on some really kind of creepy things. And I know that the it's like literally the full name of it is, uh, translates to you know is love really supposed to be this creepy? And I don't know if that makes it better. It just. No. Oh it's, my it's god. Episodes of just uncomfort. And I don't know I like I just I have a really bad habit of like if I get like five episodes into something, I'm gonna finish it. And I I've never watched something and gone, man, I really wish I had I had that time back. And I don't know. I, I remember thinking that with Eighth Son. Oh, I remember that. You were upset like, about that show. I really hated that shit. <laughs> but I just looked up uh, the art or the uh, the title card for Koi Koiki however you said it yeah and I I don't even remember seeing anything about it for this season so I I, I feel like it probably did end up getting pushed down amongst yeah. everything else yeah. for this season so I gave it, it probably out of needs 10. to be I gave it a two out of ten in our our Discord's anime manga ratings and everybody was like is that the lowest score we've ever had I was yeah. yes Damn. oh my god. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it at all. I, I I literally will ruin the show and explain it exactly the way I saw it, so people that might end up accidentally wasting time watching it don't. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing a public service keeping people from watching the show, and that's there's not a lot of shows like that that I run into, but it's definitely one of those ones. Uh, not sorry, all wear capes, but some do post spoilers <laughs> for the sake of the people. So, and then I uh, I got. I got something in the mail today. This is the last one I'll talk about, and because I'm I'm about to wrap up Ayori Aoshi, which I'll I'll post a review and everything. I've, but I I got my haul of back orders. Like I I ordered a bunch of manga and a few DVDs and Blu-rays and things over the last year that of course are in you know back order because of varying things. One of those things was the uh, collector's ultra edition of the the irresponsible Captain Tyler. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and I got that in today. It's a really nice little box set, and so my next show will be this. And this is this is a classic like '90s show, and I, and it even came with this gigantic art book, Ugh, hardbound art book. I saw it there, yeah. No, it yeah, looks nice, it's, and it's all in English with glossy pictures and all of it. Woo. That's hot. 
That's hot. Yeah, it is hot, and it smells like new book. So I that is next on the list for probably next week. I'll have put a little bit of time into Irresponsible Captain Tyler. Um, other than that, I picked up those new deluxe edition Berserks uh, manga volumes, and I'm gonna start getting into those. These things are tomes. They literally have the uh, like the kind of like uh, silken string for the bookmark. And like it's all got inlay with like lot of, like shiny red and, and stuff like that, and the actual brand of the the, uh, the the sacrificial brand is actually inlaid in the pseudo leather binding, so that's kind of cool. They look like you took some King James version Bibles from somewhere, and you probably need to return them. <laughs> and it, except it's full of manga that's about like murdering demons and terrible bloody. Stuff like yeah, it's the opposite of the King James Bible. <laughs> Very, <laughs> Very much the opposite. So, so yeah, that is the, that is the extent of my uh, my anime and kind of manga enjoyment at the moment. Um, there's a lot more, but I, I'd end up filling this whole damn podcast episode with information about what I'm trying to consume all at once. Your ability to juggle it always impresses me. My, I have to focus and hone in, or else I just I won't finish. I lose track. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just I've always taken on a lot of a lot of activities at once. So I've learned how to enjoy little bits of a lot of things over a longer period of time. Uh, I, I think I'm going to end up talking to Daryl about it because he's about to do an episode of his YouTube channel, Gerald Talks Games, with uh, about if you like to do like hyper focus on a game and do it in one full sitting. You know, kind of like until you're done or do you play like just one thing at a time or do you play a bunch of stuff over a long period of time and of course i fall into that that wheelhouse and i'm actually interested to see how it, it turns out mainly because i just i like the psychology aspect of his channel yeah but uh yeah i juggle a lot oh man speaking of juggling a lot <laughs> we'll use that as a uh, as a turntable segue to spin us into our main topic of the day which is fandoms and how we originally got into them as are the we lads that used to be us our prior selves <laughs> um so this is just kind of our anime fandoms or how we were introduced to them um i mean you know everyone watches some shit as a kid but really how did you how did you get into that what did what about that was your shit <laughs> and so <laughs> um I've got me a couple fandoms here to talk about, but really just kind of anime overall. What? How did how did you get into your animes? Oh man, uh, back in the day, uh, I'd actually say uh, it started with. Let's see here. I I, know, I actually brought up a couple tabs so I could reference them. One of the earliest ones I remember was uh, Robotech. So mm-hmm. Robotech. Uh, for those that don't know, is actually just uh, multiple animes that they kind of took the footage from and then changed the characters' names and wrote their own script and, and universe and adapted it. And uh, I didn't know that as a kid. I was just I just saw a unique animation style that I had never seen before. I loved I loved the transform like I had, the transforming planes. Like I grew up in the military. And around, especially the Air Force. So planes have always been something I'm really interested in. It's literally a cartoon uh, to me at the time of transforming F-14 Tomcats 
flying around in space fighting alien monsters. And then you throw in all, all of a sudden these like this deep storyline about characters and how they're surviving in space um, and kind of, you know, learning to, you know, live on a spaceship as it goes through space. And it was such a unique thing because, like, most of the cartoons I had encountered at that point had been pretty, you know, like Looney Tunes. Um Scooby-Doo and Jetsons and all those just kind of fun, goofy, you know, jokey shows. And I hadn't really seen anything that had like a serialized story. Like if you watched one episode and then the next episode, like this is continuing story. That was brand new to me. And uh, I remember it. I remember it being on uh, a friend, a friend's VHS, like had it on VHS. Uh, I don't know if it was recorded off TV or what, but uh, I was I was a sucker for it. I just, I loved it. I was over there every weekend. I was like, let's have a sleepover so we can watch more of this, this thing. And, uh, you know, so that was really my first introduction into anime. As a matter of fact, is literally like the U S taking bits of anime and turning it into its own thing. So I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, I also clearly uh, loved transformers along the way. And I know that that's technically anime as well, it, but it's the same thing. Like the U S took their own version of stuff and, and made it its own thing. Uh, so I guess that's kind of in there too. But that unique animation style, those like long-winded stories with character development and and violence and more adult themes, I, I really enjoyed even when I was younger. Um, I uh, Probably after that, good lord, uh, Ronin Warriors and Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. So there was this era where I was in... I think I was in elementary school, maybe early middle school. Um, I still hadn't really figured out how to enjoy the fandom in general. Um, and Dragon Ball Z is in there too. But primarily the ones I really, really remember are Ronin Warriors and Sailor Moon because we would end up uh, having to go to school with some friends of ours. Like we all walked together. It was a whole like, you know, children's safety sort of thing. Everybody meets up and then they all go to school together in a group and there's crossing guards and it's, it's a whole thing. Um, and every time we would go over to the, the first kid's house, they had, they had cable, which was something I just never had when I was younger. And, uh, they had the sci-fi channel and they had USA network and early, early, early in the morning, they would show Ronin warriors and sailor moon. Um, cause, it, cause, uh, Ronin warriors was on sci-fi's, uh, early morning anime block, which also had Blue Seed, but I never got to watch it because we always had to leave before we got to Blue Seed. Um, and then Sailor Moon was on the anime block for USA Network. I actually remember the little intercut, kind of like, you know, all right, back to the action scenes before they started the show again. And this is the heavily edited edited uh, DIC Sailor Moon. Uh, there's no blood. No one really died in that version. So That's funny. Uh, I, I I grew up with that like that's I, again it was more of a more of that like kind of more violent more serious and long form stories and I remember that finally I got my hands on some money from like an allowance and I went into a uh, I went into a uh, what was it software etc maybe a Babbage's I don't remember and they had VHSs of Neon Genesis Evangelion and Cowboy Bebop. And then I chose Cowboy Bebop. That is, and then it, the rest is history. Then I started getting more VHS. There was a comic shop that rented them out, like band band subs on VHS. I think it was a place called Dragon's Lair. I might even still be around, but you could go you could go rent 
uh, fan subbed anime from them, like you know, nondescript white cases, um, and you could rent them and go watch them at home. So I, I have a very fond memory of becoming an anime fan because of these random encounters at other people's houses, and then I had to find out for myself how to get more of that. So I, I really just stepped off like a whole like a whole step into a rabbit hole, tumbled down, and just. It's been a way of life since then. Man. Wow. So I got to tell you, Ronin Warriors is basically the, you know, uh, translation of a series called Samurai Troopers, which I, I need to see if I still have somewhere in my, my storage. Because it's something you would love. Imagine, like, mechanized samurais. Like, they, they basically have power armor that they strap on to fight evil evil robot, uh, robotized, uh, you know, samurai. So I definitely had to get you to see it. It's, it's old school for sure. So it, it may or may not. Well, you watch Gundam, like the original Gundam even. So you'd probably like it just fine. So I looked it up right now. It's kind of got some Saint Seiya vibes to it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the same character designs. Yeah. I would believe that they're from the same people. Oh, you can watch it free on Tubi right now. Oh, really? It's on yeah. Tubi? Mm-hmm. Oh, Sam. Oh, it's on Amazon Prime Video, too. Tubi has a bunch of random shit, so I don't know <laughs> how, they, how they get it, but I don't. It's it's crazy how much stuff Tubi gets. Um, but, yeah, that that's kind of how me and my brother started, because me, me and him did a lot of the same things together with a lot of our, our fandoms and how we got into it, especially with anime. Um, we came home from school and we watched a lot of our shows after we did our homework, but our biggest ones being Dragon Ball Z and Transformers. And those were probably the biggest ones that led up to our, our branching paths of where (laughs) anime would end up going because without, without Transformers, I probably wouldn't have had an interest in the Gundams or in, the Megas XLRs that could have led me into more Gundams. And it's just what all could have been from there. But we, we just watched robots and then we watched the fighting and then we watched Pokemon and Digimon and just all kind of other, those monster collecting animes and a lot of things too, all showed on four kids or I think it was four kids at the time where they were, uh, they were one of the biggest components to bringing over I guess you could say foreign shows and putting dubs on it and Mm -hmm. taking out the content. They didn't want seen like, you know, guns and Pokemon or blood or anything like that. Uh, The infamous donuts. Oh yes. The donuts (laughs) in Pokemon. Um, I think they did the same in Yu-Gi-Oh for something. I can't remember, but just ridiculous things. Isn't that the source of the banish banish to the shadow realm? Thing. I think that's part of it. Like I, I think in the original series, like they were, died. they died. They died, and, <laughs> but they in that one, they they went to the shadow realm for four kids. Um, but that it, it played just such a pivotal, a pivotal part in the imagination that fostered us growing up and wanting more of that because we we never really grew up wanting to see more other shows. It's just what else could you foster and feed imagination with and anime was always that go-to for us or i can at least say confidently for me because i'm always looking for another new experience or another bigger thing um like i, I don't really rewatch shows 
and like if I do it, I, it's God Eater because I'm going to sleep and I'm not going to watch it. I'm just going to wake up and look at it. I don't. I don't watch God Eater. <laughs> and so, oh boy, wow. But another uh, I'm trying to think of another one. Another big thing was Adult Swim uh, when they had all their animes. That was another big component for us growing up. Um, what is? It? I know they actually had Gundams, uh, Samurai Jack. Um, oh, wow, yeah. that was, I think that was one of the first cartoons that we started seeing that had straight up violence, but it didn't have blood. Cause I mean, he was chopping people and you know, it was supposed to be blood, but mm -hmm. there wasn't. Um, so it, it was interesting seeing kind of all that in retrospective and kind of understanding it, but it's neat. I don't know. Retrospectively, but I mean, did you did you catch yours on Adult Swim or did you catch it on Toonami? Mm, both. Like the, the original Toonami back in the day is a lot of where I got some of the, uh, I guess, easier access to different types of shows. Like I mean, like I never knew Zoids was a thing until Toonami yeah. was like Zoids, and I was like, okay, that's cool. And um, I remember Toonami having having Robotech for a while. They did Cow uh, they did Cowboy Bebop. Um, good lord, of course, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, like a lot of the early stuff. Uh, they did Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing was where I started. Right. Uh, Gundam, which inevitably because giant effing robots fighting each other and political intrigue. Like I was I was young enough at the point where like I sort of understood some of the things they were talking about. But I didn't understand all of it. So this led me down the rabbit hole of AOL Online, baby. We're looking at fan sites, you know, like GeoCities and shit like that. I think Roroni Kenshin was on there as yeah. well at one point. And, uh, man, I was on the internet all the time and just trying to find out more about this stuff that existed. And there, there was actually, like, a whole Sailor Moon web ring, I remember, back in the day, uh, where you it would be like a, a web ring of sites that were fan sites of Sailor Moon and trying to get it like the uncensored version and the rest of the seasons over to America. I mean, you know, things like that. Uh, it was, I just fond memories of the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I discovered scansellations, which uh, a young me was like, it's on the internet. It must be legal. Absolutely legal. And uh, turns out that that's not necessarily how it works. But sure but enough, it wasn't. <laughs> it was not how it worked. But yeah, Toonami was a formative time. And uh, boy, oh boy, when they showed G Gundam, was I effing sold on Gundam from that point. So there was there was the political intrigue and moral quandaries and giant robots of Gundam Wing. But G Gundam, G Gundam was a different experience entirely. It was hot-blooded, goofy-looking mechs fighting each other, and then all of a sudden it morphs into this epic experience, like with Master Asia and the really crazy over-the-top lines and and behavior. I just, I loved it to death. And I, after that, I was sold on all Gundam from that point on. So I'm looking at a list of shows that aired across Toonami right now, and I'm kind of thinking, maybe I didn't watch Adult Swim. I may have meant Toonami, because everything showed on Toonami and I am blown away like so they had all the Zoids but they also had Yu Yu Hakusho they had mm -hmm. Zatch Bell they had all three sets of the Transformers show on there they had oh that's right Bobo Bo 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 
<laughs> they had mayor um it's it's incredible all of these were pivotal shows that me and my brother were watching for anime oh duel masters and cyborg zero zero nine. Oh my gosh uh freaking uh 08th ms team was on there i forgot about that yeah that's one of my favorite gundam series oh it's a great one I right at, actually right after unicorn it's 8th ms team and then the original gundam I did not realize they showed this much shows on Toonami. I must have missed some stuff. I know that some of these are these are like the newer lineups over the last like you know eight nine years, but there's some in here that I remember being on an earlier version, and it's like I Shield Twenty One was shown on Toonami, but they only showed they only showed like five episodes. Yeah, there's some um, deep tracks on here. Deep tracks. They got Jackie Chan Adventures on here. That's probably my favorite anime of all time. <laughs> Oh my god! XLR man, good stuff. What was that other show that they really showed? Uh, there was, it was like a racing thing. It was like MXGP or something like that. MXGP? That's not one I'm familiar with. Yeah, it was. It was kind of like an anime style show, and it was like, oh man, uh, Speed Racer. It was kind. Of, yeah, it was kind of like Speed Racer, but it was. It was definitely a very anime style. Oh, is it the one with that the theme song, Deja Vu? Oh. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Let's see here, because uh, these uh, are the ones that that one goes so hard. I don't even know what that. I haven't even seen that show. That song, I I bumped that. Oh, man, I'm gonna find this again. I I really. Oh, here it is. It was an Immortal Grand Prix. It was a five part series. Oh, yeah. Immortal. I like how that sounds. Yeah, is it was short to IGPX. Sorry, mm-hmm. I've I, seen that name, but I just since I didn't know what it stood for, I just didn't watch it. Yeah, it was kind of like when they were doing a little more of the uh, Western version of anime mm-hmm. when Toonami was kind of like at its peak and uh, was really kind of trying some things, and I, I really liked that too. I, lo- I mean, the fact that Zoids has pretty much been erased from the world after Toonami is kind of disappointing. Like, there's been, like, little trickles of information, like, oh, this still exists. There might be something out there. There might be a toy or a model. But, like, I'm like, bring back that fucking show. It was actually pretty damn good. So I remember doing it. They have a show out right now. Really? Called, yeah, it's always Wild Blast, I think. But it's nonsense. It's, <laughs> it is not good. I mean, I, I got, like, halfway through it. Because so I was like, they're bringing back Zoids. Yes, but it's no, it's it's not good. It's a really weird off-brand Pokemon kind of show, and it's like so he, he's trying to befriend his Zoid, and all it is is like a, a big badass Pikachu, and there's like a bad Team Rocket group where it's it's a Jesse, a wow, and a Meowth character, oh, and no. it's it's horrid horrid and and then they tease the game that's just based off the show and i was like man you know they could they could do so much more with this franchise but it's all dead dead in the water Uh, it's uh depends who you got working on also apparently we missed it but daryl gave us some advice in the discord he said don't suck oh yeah i I suck at guilty gear but it's okay i don't (laughs) suck at mario kart (laughs) I I swear to God, you're just going to take that one home whenever we have this tournament, so I'm not too worried about it. I'm going to have to. 
Oh yeah, I I I remember racing you so much, and I was like, he can't be that good. Like, how can he always win? The carts only go so fast. But oh, every faster. time, every time I lost, and I feel like I'm pretty good at the game. It's so frustrating. The key is drifting. You can't stop drifting. I'm not terrible at drifting, but apparently you're just way better at it than I am. That's absolute trash. That's okay. I'll keep kicking your ass in Guilty Gear. So my my third favorite anime is Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, and I've watched it back and backwards and forwards three times. Look, I can agree with that assessment. Absolutely agree, a hundred percent. That Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift is an anime. It's just watch it. Just watch it. Watch all the crazy. It's got it's got catchy music at the right time. You got over the top characters that do stupid stuff all the time. The romance makes no sense whatsoever. There's clearly a bad guy that is clearly a bad guy. Like he's, you know, he walks on the scene. And you're like, that's the bad guy. Um, you know, there's like that kind of like explosive loss, and then you know the wrap up, and then I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly, there's a catchy song to end it too. It's yeah. basically an anime. It, it is. Wow. You know, when you put it that way, I think I'm going to email Vin Diesel right now, and <laughs> I'm going to see if I can get a five parter done by Mappa. And uh, get Look, made as soon as possible. It, it, you could argue that the entire Fast and Furious series is anime at its core. Remember, friendship power, Nakama power, as they call it. Like, if we believe in the power of friendship, we can accomplish anything. And they got the family. Wow. The family together can accomplish anything. You're not. Like, I'm not wrong, am I? It's disgusting, but you're not. <laughs> and. And that's the thing is like the the action gets more and more over the top as the friendship power increases. You get more cast members, and then all of a sudden, someone's like driving a car on a submarine, or you know, driving from one skyscraper to the next. Like it really hits some anime highs. Like, am I ruining this for you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so if it was comparable to an anime, would it have to be Dragon Ball Z, or would they have to be something else? I feel like it's a fairy tale kind of thing. Like I feel if I had to compare it, it would be fairy tale because it's very much about. There's a lot of different, unique people who are part of the same guild, family, whatever. And every time they have to take on a new group of bad guys, they either, you know, overcome all odds and then absorb a couple members of the bad guys to become part of their family. And then they encounter a new challenge. And, like, literally, read fam- Fairy Tale. It literally is that from, like, beginning to end. Like, every time it, it's new, it absorbs and stuff. It's, it's kind of wild. Okay. Uh, anyways, yeah. No, uh, back on topic, two degrees. Sorry. That's such a weird thought. What a, what a horrible rabbit hole. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure everyone will enjoy me ruining the Fast and the Furious movies or anime. I can't figure out which one I ruined the worst. There's no difference at this point. Um. But, uh, so we definitely established, like, where we started anime-wise, and I, I really think that's kind of, like, where we stand. Was there any other series that kind of, like, you remember, like, literally influencing you in a huge way? Like, we we both talked about, you know, where we started, but is is there a moment in your fandom that that kind of changed it to be a little deeper? Like, a little more intense? When I got into Naruto, that was a pivotal moment in my anime career, I guess you could say. Um, so I hated Naruto whenever it first came out because all the, all the trailers that came out, it was always like, oh yeah, look at this ninja. And like, he would do his little (laughs) jutsus and he turned into the girl. 
or he would do his little harem jutsu. And I was like, this is so stupid. Is this his power? I hate this so much. And then finally, I think I was renting a game or I just bought one of the games and I played it. I played through the story. I played through like the Haku arc and up to the Gara arc. And I was like, whoa, this is what's going on here. I am missing out. And so, because I didn't get to I didn't get to start off with Dragon Ball Z from the beginning. That wasn't that wasn't a series of my era. So Naruto got to be something I could start off with fresh and kind mm-hmm. of grow up with. And so after I had that moment, I was like, "Hey, I think I'm going to be missing out on something." Me and my brother started grabbing Naruto mangas from our local Walmart, and that was kind of our first. We got to start collecting these and reading and be current. And so we started grabbing the mangas. We would start checking our local library and we were watching stuff. We were seeing what was going on and playing games. I remember playing Uzumaki Chronicles on the PlayStation 2 and it was the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> it was horrible. And it, I, I think I remember you talking about it a little bit in the Discord. I probably did. It, it was made by people who I think didn't have rights to Naruto because they... <laughs> referenced naruto things and they wouldn't say what it was so wow or they just released it at a time where where the western audience wasn't caught up so like the rasengan they called it a powerball but it was clearly a rasengan and so you could do your powerball move but that was a rasengan oh my like, god i think shadow clone was called something different it was really off-brand that is weird that's a very off-brand but on the front of it has the brand on it like that's weird that's a weird thing to yeah. do like, if you have if you have the name on it and you have the character designs and everything like why can't you use the actual names? where they try like the, the only thing i can think is like somebody in the pr department was like we can't use these weird foreign words we have to try to make it sound like something you would see on a saturday morning cartoon yeah like that's because that's the thing it's like there was a there was a period there where we started getting more anime we started getting more stuff in the mainstream like the idea of manga in the library i love that idea but that was it was never available when i was younger mm-hmm. that was not a thing that had happened like my library never had manga so when it was something that became a regular thing i was super happy for anybody that was going to be a fan of this stuff because there's some good stories and uh, have it in the library it doesn't matter if it's a comic or not it doesn't matter anyways uh i've lost track of myself um what was I saying before that? <laughs> About the books in the library? Uh, before the library thing, I was trying. I had a point, and I've lost it. We were Jesus. talking about Naruto off-brand. I was oh. kind of going off that. Yeah, and then Shippy didn't happen, and I didn't. I started appreciating story overall in in anime, and and just kind of in general, I started appreciating more. It, it wasn't just okay. I read this. I'm done. It's whoa. That's man, Sasuke really did that to him. He's really upset about this. Oh my god, they killed Gara. Oh my god, what are they gonna do next? And like I really started becoming invested and it it was just a really big moment for me anime wise. I remember what I was gonna say. And that's I mean that's on that's on point with the, the time frame. Uh Shippuden definitely changed a lot of people from casual Naruto viewers to I'm invested. And you had to be invested. That's a 600-episode-long series, and that wasn't even the beginning of it. Like, that wasn't beginning to end. That was, like, from the midpoint of the story. Like, the original Naruto series ran for quite a while and covered the first few arcs all the way until Sasuke and Naruto, you know, have their big falling out. And then there's 600 more fucking episodes. Like, that's a lot of investment. 
But um, all because of the filler. It oh was, yeah, it was horrible. I remember one time. I think me and my I was at my uncle's house, and Naruto's on, and he was just going through the channels. So I was like, oh, it's Naruto, and he was like, oh, you want to watch it? And he put on the episode. And I started watching it for like a couple seconds, and I was like, no, we don't have to watch this. And he was like, you're sure? I was like. This isn't real. This isn't our real episode. This is a filler episode. And this oh, is filler. We don't have to watch this. It's okay. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I uh, I'm not I'm not a fan of filler episodes either because I got I got an early experience with with uh, Dragon Ball Z um, when I was younger. Dragon Ball Z didn't go past a certain point in the Frieza saga for a lot of years. They didn't have the license for it. Uh, the original broadcast of Dragon Ball Z was not Funimation. Um, it was another company. And they only had the license for like the first, the, the basically the uh, Raditz battle, the Saiyans, and the first like half all the way up until they actually start the Frieza battle. And then it just it stopped. And then it would start the series over again. And it wasn't until like, so I, I actually got past it. Like I was like, well, it's just never going to, we're never going to get past this point. So I moved on to other, other shows yeah. at that point. So that's actually, this is going to blow your mind. It's, it's really embarrassing to admit. I know the storyline, but I've never watched, I've never watched the episodes where they actually fight and sell and boo and all of that. Like, I, I know the storylines for various reasons, like video games, but I I never watched it. It didn't help that it also, I when I did try to watch it again, it was like four episodes of Goku screaming while charging up a power bomb. Like they got Dragon Ball Kai now. I know they Kai. do. But the the long version was on sale, man. I have nine seasons of this shit. But now um, you can watch. You have the Blu-ray set. You can. Watch I know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I will. I promise. Come on, man. Come on. I promise I'll watch it. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, you know the. They didn't have that for the longest time, and um, I remember I remember that being a big deal. I was sad about it. Um, I'd say my big change is probably the introduction of the internet and just being able to access series I never could. Yeah. Uh, I I learned a lot about the internet and technology around the same time because I a lot of stuff would be in IRC channels and news groups. And so these are, these are all things that people still use occasionally, but they were regularly used in fandom when I was younger. IRC groups especially, Internet uh, internet Relay Chat, I believe is what it translates mm-hmm. to, because that's where fans would actually talk about the series, and you could, tra- you could basically get files of stuff that, you know, had been translated via fans, and so I was really involved in that. I actually got involved with this cancellation group at one point. They were scanslating. This is where I discovered Love Hina. Which is honestly like going back and reading again. It's it's I have some nostalgia vibes, but it's not nearly as good as I remember. But I also was exposed to it for the first time ever. Anything like that, like a harem series. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Love Hina is like one of the first harem series out there, besides Tenchi. Because yeah, Tenchi, Tenchi's. I remember watching that show too. Good lord, man, dredging up the memories with this topic. Yeah, deep, deep cuts only. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, I guess, oh, and the thing, the thought I was going to finish from earlier, absolutely, is there was this weird transition period where anime was still being treated like cartoons and could be sold like cartoons. 
And, uh, like, so you had things like uh, One Piece and Naruto and some other shows that they really tried to reformat into Saturday morning cartoons. Like, this is why you had the, the One Piece edits with four kids where, you know, Sanji had a lollipop instead of a cigarette. I uh, had a goofy opening song and, you know, things of that nature. Like, it ended up on, like, the Fox kid, Kids Block or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think they even had like a weird anime with like like dinosaur kids or something like that. I, I'm trying to remember some old stuff. And oh I, man, I know what you're talking about. Like oh. you do that. Like it's there. The, the image is there. It is it is? And but it's I, probably I it for a reason. I probably yeah. need this memory. <laughs> but uh, but eventually they kind of, and that's the thing is a lot of the, they renamed a lot of stuff. They took a lot of things out. They assumed you know if we turn this. Like into a cartoon, we'll make a lot of money off of it, and it just turned out that anime just was going to be popular one way or another. Yeah, it's uh, it, it grew from multiple things like having manga in the library, like I was talking about. Um, you could start, you could, I mean, you could rent uh, actual DVD that was produced and sold as anime. Um, so that's when things changed, and then it, then you get into the streaming stuff, and then it's just all all. We got so many shows. Like I remember finding anime shows was so hard and few and far between back in the day. And uh, now, now we just have everything. It, it, we get shows that I never thought we would ever get. We have shows that are basically porn, and we were like, "Yeah, we're on board for it. We'll license it. Bring it on." I love, I love the fact that there are some, there are some terrible shows that got licensed and shown all the way through, but like only four episodes of. Uh, Interspecies reviewers got shown before apparently it outraged enough people for the animation to be like, nah, our bad. We didn't mean to show that. But you have things like Redo of Healer, which is just a, that's I've heard that's a wrong one. That's, yeah, that's it's, supposed to be pretty bad. Yeah, I just I don't know how like people were still outraged by it, but like they didn't take it off. I think you could still watch it. So that's weird. Like the rules, the rules don't make sense anymore. We just get everything, and we and we've gotten some shows that are more for people who like a mobile game in uh, Japan that we don't even have, like Million Arthur. Million Arthur got an anime, but it's it's an anime based off of a mobile game. You know, Azure Grand Lane. Fantasy, huh? Azure Lane. Oh yeah, Azure Lane. Um, but you actually can't play Azure Lane here in America now. Oh yeah, yeah. But like uh, things like Grand Blue Fantasy, for instance. Grand Blue Fantasy, we got. We got the fighting game, and we got the anime, but we don't have the mobile game. And I'm still waiting on that uh, relink, that like actual full action RPG version of Grand Blue Fantasy. Please finish it. Um, but speaking of video games, like, uh, do you feel like talking a little bit about your your earliest video game memory? So, it's either it's either one of two instances where I got a Game Boy and I got Link's Awakening or Pokemon Yellow from... Yes, you mentioned this in our Pokemon uh, retrospective. Or it's when my dad got the PlayStation and my dad would play things like Grand Theft Auto 3 or Devil May Cry <laughs> or Need for Speed. And those were kind of my three things I'd watch. Like if dad was playing the PlayStation, I was there next to him. And like, I'd be like, whoa, look, oh, wow. at, you, look at you doing. Wow. And for the most part, now if he was playing Grand Theft Auto three and nothing was really going on, 
I could be in the room. But if it was like, you know, maybe some story stuff happening, I had to leave. I didn't get to stay around for that. But for the most part, I got to hang around for like the Need for Speeds and Devil May Cries. And then, That's pretty cool. There was one game me and him actually raced on when I was a kid called, um, oh, it's a Capcom night game for the PS2. Um, you play as a knight. It's supposed to be like a, uh, a soul successor to the uh, Ghosts and Goblins games. Um, what is that, Maximo? Maximo, that's it. It's Maximo. So me and him both played Maximo, and I was like, I bet you I could beat it before you. And he was like, no, you can't. And I did. <laughs> I actually worked through and beat it before. Really? Kudos. But, I mean, he's a working man. You know, I was just well, I was a little shit. All the time in the world at the time. Yeah. Now you're a working man. And, and now I'm the working man. Baby. Yeah. Now you can't play as many games as you as Now, you man, can. I'm stuck to, like, two games, one on my DS and one on my computer. <laughs> but, uh. So that I think those are my first like earliest ones of just stuff I could beat and like play around with. But for the most part, it, it's either watching Dad on that PlayStation, or I when I got my Game Boy and just trying to play Pokemon because I couldn't really read. Like Pokemon taught me reading, and so <laughs> it was it was fun. That's fantastic. I uh, I'm definitely older than you. Um, none of my parents could play a video game. I actually have a very famous uh, memory in my own head, uh, my own head canon, where I remember that this is this isn't my earliest memory of video games, but it's a great memory. My mother, like we were playing Super Mario Brothers, and my mom was like, "Oh, can I try?" And I was like, "Yeah, mom, give it a go." And she ran to the right just fine. Mm-hmm. She knew how to use the jump button, but every time she came to the first like pit. Like, the timing of it, she could not manage it. She just run straight off into the pit over and over and over. I don't think I've seen that little woman get so mad but a few more times in my life, but it pissed her off really bad. And I, I remember th- I remember that profoundly because I was like, Mom, you just have to hit the button when you get towards the edge. And she'd be like, okay. And she's just getting angry and angry. And you see her, you hear click, like, when she's trying to hit the button. And it's every time not hard enough, not holding it. Like, she hit it and then, like, only hold it long enough to fall into the hole. It, oh, she was so upset at the end. Of it. It was, it, I laugh about it now, but I felt so bad for her as a little kid. I was like, Mom, just let me, just let me enjoy it. I can yeah. You're wasting my life so Come on. <laughs> but I'd say uh, my earliest video game memory, and uh, this is such a weird thing because it's a very tactile experience. Um, we, my, my grandparents lived in Seguin, which is, uh, funny enough, I'm actually near now. Um, and... I remember going over there for a family visit, and we always played outside and stuff like that. But one day, it was early in the morning, because they always wake up so fucking early in the morning. And kudos to them. Like, 5.30 in the morning, my grandma's cooking breakfast every every time. And I could never sleep through it. But we were we decided to get nosy, and we they had these really cool uh, kind of like... Uh, lamp tables, and they you could open the door, and it like, opened like, like an arm. Like the whole front of it just opened like an arm. It didn't have like an individual door. It's like so. Imagine like panel to the left, panel center, panel to the right. You would open the whole thing, and all three panels would open like a like this sliding thing. Um, and we found what I eventually I didn't know what it was at the time, but it was an Intellivision. Oh. And the and and we're talking like old school 
hookups. Like it had the metal ring so you could put it on the thing in the back of the TV. And the I remember that the, the remote for it had multiple buttons and it had this kind of like plastic over like these bumps and it, it like it crinkle when you you try to hit more than one button or move and it had like a little dial and I remember getting managing to talk my grandfather into hooking it up. I don't even know why he had it. He was not a gamer. I, maybe they got it for one of the kids, their kids at one point when they were younger, or uh, who knows? I, I don't know where it came from. He didn't apparently either. And we hooked up, and I remember playing Rally X, and I was effing terrible at it. But I had so much fun, like, turning the dials, like, hitting the buttons and the crinkles, and it was this new experience for me, because, like, I had grown up in Texas, and everything we did was outdoors, and, you know, climbing into canyons and messing with animals and running face first into Black Widow spiders and learning that arachnophobia is a thing you can give yourself. Um, that sounds better. Yeah. No, video games instantly became a much better experience. And then the introduction of, you know, the Nintendo became a thing. And I had, had such a great experience with, like, the Intellivision, because I start to play it every time we go over my grandparents um, in all of its blocky glory. And... I remember my mom bought us, my brother and I, a Nintendo, and she said, be sure to share. And I promptly made my brother a permanent player, too, um, and I, I poured everything into that system, and I only learned more and more and more. Like, and, and this is also the era of arcades, so, you know, I hadn't quite figured out that there's a little bit of difference, but this is how they got me. I would go to the arcade and play Turtles in Time, and... I remember they came out with the Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, and they literally put that on the box. And I remember that was that was a Christmas present I had to have because I played it at the arcade, and this is the arcade game. It wasn't exactly the arcade game, but it was kind of like it. But, it, you know, then it was a fun experience. And I, just, I remember that that's when I learned a little bit about maybe maybe try to learn a little bit more about before you asked for the, the expensive Christmas present to be the thing that you assume it is. But, uh, yeah, then it was just down the rabbit hole. Like, every, like, SNES, I played it at a friend's house. And I think this is where I really set up. I never have been an early adopter of a game system, ever. Yeah. I think it's because even when I was younger, I always played somebody else's system that was newer. Like, somebody somebody bought the system, and I would go over to their house to have a sleepover, and I'd play Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo or PlayStation. I never, like, I was always, always an older version of, uh, uh, you know, like we never got it from the get go, and we ha we bought it later, and usually at like a Sam's Club. I think uh, my first Sega Genesis we got from a Sam's Club, along with like it was a it was in a cardboard box, and it had two controllers: the Sega Genesis, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, there was Key Chameleon, huh? Sonic and Golden Axe. Uh, not Golden Axe, actually. It was Kid Chameleon, and then there's this. Um, there's this Disney game on the Sega. I don't know if anybody remembers it. Oh, God. I don't remember the official name, but it was uh, Donald Duck was a explorer, and he had a plunger gun. And what the hell was that called? It wasn't uh, DuckTales? No. Uh, I'm going to look this up real quick. Okay. Because I know they have uh, – there's quite a few games that came out then for Disney. They had the, a lot of their movie games then uh, – the Lion King and Aladdin, DuckTales, and something else, I feel like, came out of that era for Disney and their their main people. This game was called Quack Shot, starring Donald Duck. Of course it was. Of course it was called Quack Shot. 
but yeah, those were those are my earliest uh, earliest memories of, of video games. I just I just got into it from that point on. I mean, I would draw Mario and and uh, you know Sonic the Hedgehog. When I found out you could go uh, through a loop to loop in this video game, I was sold immediately. And that's all it was. Like, it's not even a big part of the game. It's not even really what the game is about. It's in the first stage, and that's it. But I, I it got me to buy the game, so I I played a lot a lot of different series, and I don't know. I just once I once I was in it, it I was hooked, and I just I never put it down. So whenever apparently I get into a fandom, I don't ever let it go. That's I think that's pretty much how I am. I'm I'm normally pretty loyal, and I, I stick with it for a good while. I think I'm a little more nuanced with it. Like when I was younger, I would I would gather, I would I would watch, read, play anything I could put my hands on. But nowadays, I'm a little more like a, I'm I'm like you at this point, where it's like if if it's not catching me, we're done. I don't have all the time in the world to watch every series and and play every game. So no, absolutely, there will be someone else to do that. I'll stick <laughs> with what I know I enjoy. There's yep. millions of fish in the sea. Absolutely. Someone else could watch all this isekai. That ain't me. <laughs> oh, God. So much. I remember the name of the isekai show that I put down, uh, and that was Isekai Cheat Magician, which was so mediocre, it upset me. It looks it. I, I remember seeing that on my Verve, and it just looks horrible. I don't I- it does this there's no depth to it and it, it's just and the animation isn't even that great like sometimes you can get a really cool action scene or something out of it it's just it's all mediocre and i yeah. remember that series being like okay i'm done yeah that sucks i miss konosuba <laughs> have you started watching uh, combatants will be dispatched no no i haven't started that yet yeah that's on funimation so you should check it out i will it's i think it's on my list there so I need to. But, wow. What a walk down memory lane. Yeah, that, I feel like this is way more nostalgia based than it was uh, talking about fandoms. I, I know. <laughs> but that's that's part of the part of the gig is just oh, yeah. you, you start looking back and you start realizing there's way more back there than you realize. Oh, seriously. Like you made me I pulled up the list of shows from Toonami and I, I was like flabbergasted the things I forgot and then all of a sudden came rushing back to me like a, a flood of nostalgia and memories and oh boy I'm probably going to look at that list here in a bit and just kind of mark some off I missed Boba Bo 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 that was I a gotta, show add it to the, add it to the, uh, the queue if you will I can't that's a thing you can only buy <laughs> that one you can't stream it anywhere it's so sad uh, yeah, you have to you have to buy the Blu-ray because I think Discotech got the rights and they released uh, the whole series uh, as SD on Blu-ray, mm. so you can actually buy the whole series on like one Blu-ray. So yeah, well, Stephen, with that, I think uh, I think that's a wrap on. Facebook. Oh, absolutely, we've had a lot of fun tonight, and I think we're going to have some more fun as we continue to deep dive into all of our nerdy hobbies. Since you now know how the origin started. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The, the birth of your host here. <laughs> All right. With that, guys, if you want to leave us a review or a commentary on any of your supporting sites that you listen to podcasts on, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Toilet.com, wherever you listen at, go ahead and feel free. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter at Sin... Oh, let me see. At S-E-N-K-O-U-Podcast.com. Sin Co. Podcast. Um, let us know what you think. 
and we will talk to you guys later. Good night. Good night.